Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago. And in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Big Conference basketball is back for Montana and Montana State beginning tonight. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. All four Division I basketball teams around the state of Montana are coming off of unplanned, elongated pandemic breaks. In Missoula Thursday night, the Montana Lady Grizz are back on the court for the first time since drilling Eastern Washington on January 6th. Montana's first of three games in a five-day stretch begins against the Portland State squad with an 0-4 record in league play. Lady Grizz are 3-2 in league play. UM has 10 games in the next 24 days, including six road games in six different states. The Montana men take the court for the first time since following to rival Montana State 66-59 in Bozeman on January 9th. The Grizz play at Portland State, a team with a 2-3 mark in league play, while UM is 4-2 in conference. The Montana State women played a makeup game Monday, beating Idaho 79-69 in Bozeman. MSU hosts upstart Northern Arizona for the second game of a four-game homestand over the next seven days. MSU's win over Idaho moved them to 3-2 in league play. NAU enters the game with a 4-1 mark against Big Sky competition. And the Montana State men take the court for the first time since that rivalry win over the Grizzlies. MSU's first since 2017. The Bobcats take on NAU and Flagstaff tonight. MSU is 4-2 in league while the Lumberjacks are 2-2 in Big Sky play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory.
Once upon a time, the soundtrack to a movie sometimes had more hype than the actual movie. Sometimes there would be soundtracks that would drop before the movie even came out. These became like best-selling albums. I don't even know. I think most of our listeners are old enough to remember that, but if you don't, it was a phenomenon. When the movie Friday dropped, that soundtrack, straight fire. Dr. Dre, here on your Thursday. Welcome back. Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. I'm Coulter Nuanas, and we are coming to you from the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport having their anniversary sale now with huge discounts on their lot. And by visiting nwmsrocks.com, you can check out their huge inventory and huge discounts right now at Northwest Motorsports anniversary sale. You missed anything the first hour of the show? Around the Big Sky and Women's Hoops with Krista Redpath, presented by Cloth and Crown. Appreciate Krista, our Big Sky Conference Insider, for coming in and uh, setting the stage for you for tonight's games between the Lady Grizz and Portland State here in Missoula. The Montana State Bobcats and Northern Arizona in Bozeman and some of the other games around the Big Sky Conference. You can find all of that conversation on the Nuanas Now podcast, which is proudly presented by Sportsbet Montana. That was uh, Carolyn's new intro song. Why? Well, happy Thursday. I know that it's your favorite part of your Thursday when you get to hear from your good friend Carolyn, although there's all sorts of great parts of Thursdays now here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, as well as SWX Montana Television. But the Chicken Does Know Sports certainly one of our favorite segments around here, and uh, we've ramped it up in 2022. Now, me, the host of this show, and Carolyn, the contributing guest, I've been assigning her homework and uh, she almost completed it, which is actually more than I expected. How, how did you enjoy your assignment? It was so stupid. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, I, I ha- I've been trying to explain what I th- like the dynamic of what I think of this. Tom Brady was named Sports Illustrated Sports Person of the Year. Sports Illustrated is one of the most influential things in my life. I started getting Sports Illustrated. Weekly, when I was like eight, I believe I read every issue that came out until Especially I was like the swimsuit issue. Oh, oh, oh man, you didn't read that though. I my parents were uh, sort of at odds uh, at first when I was like you know a preteen and teen, and that would come in the mail. My dad was like, "Yeah, let him look at it." My mom was like, "No, he can't." And it's just—I mean, it's just women in the swimsuits. It's not like that crazy. But it, back in the day, it was kind of scandalous. <laughs> totally, it's amazing. Or like, not scandalous, oh, but, but like. I mean, it, it's totally amazing how that has ramped up, right? Because you're right; it used to be like almost taboo to yeah. even just have that, and now mm-hmm. you can go on the internet and look up whatever the hell you want. It's actually sort of disturbing. Anyways, I've had a subscription to Sports Illustrated since 1998. So do the uh, do the math. That's 23 years. I've read almost every Sports Illustrated, not every article, but part of it, always. It's one of my favorite things, one of my favorite rituals. I love reading Sports Illustrated. It's just it's just awesome. I think that writing is exceptional. That said, one of the most anticipated issues of Sports Illustrated every year is the Sportsman of the Year, which has now then become Sports Person of the Year because uh, several females have won it uh, in recent years. I've been trying to, to to think of what how I would describe, though, Tom Brady winning Sports Person of the Year because Again, because because on one hand it's like of course he did but on the other hand it's like why would you ever do this again isn't there someone else out there that's better than this just in terms of like the humanitarian and relatability elements 
I don't know. I don't know where I'm at about it. But the article about sport, about Tom Brady for Sports Person of the Year was fascinating primarily because it was a really long article that had a whole bunch of stuff that I hadn't really ever read. I mean, everybody that's followed the story now, they know. Pick 199 in the draft, six-round draft pick, looks terrible with his shirt off, slow, bad athlete, whatever, and now he's got this reverse aging, whatever. Everybody knows all the cliff notes, but they did a, a good job of revealing some of the current stuff that maybe I wasn't aware of. Anyways, you read part of the article, and you, you hated it? Well, I couldn't sleep, <laughs> so I thought this will put me to sleep. Okay. I'm just kidding. I, uh, I, I, I couldn't read it. I tried. I really did. I... It, to me, is like, hey, how much more can we kiss Tom Brady's butt? Yeah, there's, I, there's there, certainly that. It just, bleh. So, I'm sorry. I didn't finish my homework. And I mean, it is a fluff profile about a superstar, not necessarily like, yeah. Like, one of my best professors in journalism school, when, when we were learning and studying and, uh, and honing in feature writing, he said, the art of feature writing is finding the central conflict of someone's life and then hashing out how it influences their path through the world. This was not that sort of profile. It wasn't about the central conflict of Brady's life other than his battle against father time. It was well-written. It also was though, not necessarily dissecting any of the, the layers of Todd Brady other than the, uh, the ones that are glorified to such a huge extent. It was fascinating though, just in terms of the, the balance of aging and all that. But uh, how far did you get into it? I don't even know. I, I will tell you this. It had good grammar and good punctuation. Well, I mean, L. John Wertheim <laughs> is one of the greatest writers in America. Yeah. I'm trying to give you something I mean, positive. Yeah, I mean, L. John Wertheim is to the point, he he gets he's at the point that I don't know if sports writers will ever get there again because the primary medium is, is now online and mm -hmm. stuff, but he's to that Gary Smith point where he's probably writing four articles a year for like close to seven figures. Like, so he's... And he's, he's access to people like Tom Brady. Exactly. Yeah. He, he can, Tom Brady will let him hang out with him for yeah. two weeks and yeah. observe him. So I, I don't know. I just felt like it was, uh, we all know, we know Tom Brady's old. He's amazing at his game. He's probably going to play for 10 more years. He yeah. obviously made a deal with the devil. <laughs> we all know this stuff. Let's find someone maybe a little more obscure. Let's find someone who's doing really great things for their communities. Sure. You know, things sure. like that. Totally. I was struck by the last paragraph of this, and I'll just read it to you because I thought it was good writing. I don't necessarily know if I agree with it through the lens of Tom Brady, but it was a good wrap on this story. It says, so here's a man and a sports person for all time, and for this time, and for this time, and as aging does its thing, as mitochondria becomes, uh, begins to deteriorate and the moral coils begin to unwind, Tom Brady comes bearing lessons for us all about contouring and distorting time, if not stopping it altogether. Balance and routine with new adventure. That is the key. Even more than anatomy, it's attitude and character that shape destiny. Head off into the sun, not the sunset. And if we hydrate and eat right, so much better. I thought it was pretty good because that is sort of the, the central theme is that Tom Brady is youthful not only because of his money and his resources and his dedication and his discipline and how, like you always say, how lame he is, <laughs> but also Boring. but also because he does go into the sunrise instead of the sunset. And that, that's sort of the premise of his life is to seek joy and flee from negativity. And I actually do think that is a great lesson, not only for athletes, but also in life. I agree, I guess, but um, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I feel like we're all 
you know, I'm a, a woman of a certain age. I'm in my 40s. And I feel like all of my friends in our 40s are getting better and better. And I think if you look at women in their 40s, mm. 20 years ago, even men in their 40s, like we're all in a totally different space than that generation. Totally. And so maybe he's not that special. Because, I mean, frankly, <sighs> look at me. <laughs> <laughs> Fabulous. The woman, Tom Brady. Chicken doesn't know sports yes, are good for him, Carolyn. Except I'm fun and I eat chips. <laughs> Drink wine, all the things. Yeah. ESPN Radio, SWX by Tad Television. Chicken doesn't know sports presented by AC Hotel. Coming up, we have a couple of vouchers for you from the AC Hotel, so stay tuned for that. I was actually thinking about that dynamic. We have to go down this rabbit hole too much, but I was thinking about that dynamic, what you were talking about earlier today. It used to be, and this is such a double-edged sword, right? It used to be that almost everyone of a certain age, basically the only real de- de- delineating factors for Americans was, did you do you live in a city or do you live rurally? Other than that, like if you lived rurally, chances are your coming of age and your patterns in your life within the scope of maybe five year, a five or six year age span were pretty similar. Mm-hmm. You were going to graduate high school at this time, maybe graduate college at this time. You're going to generally probably get married around the same, like, eight-year age range. You're going to start having kids around the same eight-year age range. And because of that, I think it was a lot easier for people to relate to each other because you were watching, like, let's, I'm thinking about my parents in this, in this element. They were both born in the late 1950s. So when they were in high school in the late 70s and then young adults in the early 80s, very few people around them had any different lives than their own. Mm -hmm. You didn't have different resources. You didn't have different pieces of technology. You all watched the same thing on TV. If Mike Tyson was on TV, you watched it. If Michael Jackson was on TV, you watched it. So I think it was a lot easier to be close to people because you shared community both both forcefully and based on circumstance. That said, it also incurred personal growth at such a high level because you all just grew incrementally at the exact same rate because of the environment that you're surrounded in. So now we have such a hard time getting along with each other because there's so many different options. But it also, that's the dichotomy, is that you can grow into such a, a more well-rounded and deep person when you get to be in your mid-40s and other people get completely left behind because they're not consuming the same things and it's all about choices. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what you're saying. And it's just crazy to think about. I, I saw, like, on one hand, you never want to rob people of their own individual quest for whatever they're uh, seeking. But on the other hand, it's not a surprise why there is so much sporadic disjointment in our in our society, right? Yeah, and social media well, that's has right. ruined everything. <laughs> exactly. Uh, Wax and Poetic here on ESPN Radio. What, what else you got? All right, Caroline? I have some big news. Okay, can't wait. <laughs> I am so excited. Super Bowl halftime show. Did you hear? It's not the weekend. Oh, thank God. I love that. Whatever. Okay. Dr. Dre. Oh, yeah. Snoop Doggy Dog. I'm a little worried about this. Eminem. Yeah. Mary J. Blige. Yeah. It is my 90s dream yeah. coming true on stage. I'm really worried about this, actually. Why? Because uh, if you were to really break down all of my vast musical tastes, the, the thing that I love the most in my heart and soul is early 90s West Coast rap. Oh, my God. Agreed. And... Uh, Dr. Dre is certainly on my Mount Rushmore of musical artists, contributors, whatever, anything he's ever touched from producing to, to emceeing to anything. Dr. Dre had a stroke last year. So I'm really worried about uh, just 
old Dr. Dre on the stage, you know? I just don't want him to make a mockery of himself. He's going to be awesome. Are you kidding me? I hope me? so. He's going to have his beats on. Oh, yeah. He's going to just kill it. I am so pumped. It is... Uh, that genre of music is actually way better for the halftime show. You know what I mean? I mean, Cause, sure. cause, I mean, playing in a hundred thousand person stadium, like Lady, Lady Gaga is a powerhouse. But like, if you're a real singer like that, that's so hard. And the halftime show, you have to do snippet after snippet of your songs. You don't even get to do the whole thing. Rap, you can just rap the famous verse and then flow into the next one. It could just be one rap song the last 25 minutes. That's what they're going to do, probably. Oh, yeah. It's going to be epic. And the best part of Big all of news. it <laughs> is that the next day, all of the women or the moms clutching their pearls yep. because Snoop Dogg talked about pot or something. And oh, that yeah. is going to be the best part of it all is all of the people losing their minds. It is. It's going to be hilarious. Yeah. So. Well, isn't that the whole thing with the Super Bowl show? When was the last time there was a Super Bowl show where people didn't lose their minds? Probably with the weekend. I mean, we had like, well, no, but people were so confused by the mirrors and him like running up and down, and oh, like yeah, people of a certain cool. age didn't get what his whole thing is about. Because why would you? You can't really get what his whole thing is about unless you know. I mean, Janet Jackson. Well, I mean, come no on. shirt on. Adam Levine, no shirt on. Shakira and. Jennifer Lopez, way too sexy. I mean, I feel like this is just rinse and repeat, right? Whoever's on the halftime show, one-third of the people will say, I love it. One-third of the people will say, they suck. And one-third of the people will say, I am so offended. I know. It's awesome. <laughs> and it's it's almost like by design. You know it what is, I mean? for like, sure. For sure. This is, I am so excited. And it's in L.A. You know, it's legal in L.A. Um, what? Marijuana. Oh, okay. So do you think Snoop will be token on stage? Um, or would that probably. be illegal because it's... It's public. public and it's video, yeah, yeah. you know, national television. Yeah, I don't know. I think that Snoop's probably token wherever he wants at this point. I know. This is true. Right. I mean, regardless, uh, should be fun. I just hope those guys show out well. They will. It's Dre just... wouldn't put himself on... I know Dre, okay? He would not put himself on stage if he wasn't capable of doing it. We're going to have to play some Dr. Dre on the show today. I, maybe, maybe that'll be your intro song. What's your favorite Dre song? Let Me Ride? Is that the that's name a, That's that? a good yeah. one, yeah. A, um, good I love sample. the way it starts. Right. Um, and then anything... I, I mean, I love Snoop. Snoop was like my freshman year of college that Ooh. came out. Yeah. And it was so... Just crazy and good, and I just absolutely loved it. Anything you play it, you I might love have it. a new uh, intro song. Great, keep their heads ringing. My Dr. Dre might be the uh, new intro song. That Chicka does no sports. Let's do it. I'll walk so in. So hardcore. I love Dr. Dre <laughs> and Snoop. I am, and then Eminem's gonna be there. Like, I mean, it is gonna be off the chain. I can't wait to see Eminem too. Wonder what he's been doing. Um, I don't know, but I'm excited. <laughs> Chicken does no sports. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Our good friend Carolyn here in studio with us on a Thursday. What else you got? So the Chiefs, uh, Willie Gay. Okay. Was arrested. Oh, boy. And uh, he and his baby mama got in a fight. Okay. And it sounded like it was going to be pretty intense. And then it turns out he broke her vacuum. That's it. Wow. Now, frankly, if Dan broke my vacuum, he I'd got, be stoked. He got... Because then maybe I wouldn't... Well, A, maybe I could finally get a Dyson. <laughs> and B, I wouldn't Free have to vacuum for a while. Oh, yeah, if someone man. from Dyson wants to hook me up... How often do you vacuum? Almost every day. Every day? Almost, yeah. Wow. 
I have two dogs that yeah. just shed everywhere and it drives me I have bonkers. a great solution for this. An um, a iRobot one, a robot vacuum? No dogs. How dare you? <laughs> I cannot, I always forget this about you. No, <laughs> oh, I'll never not man. have dogs. But I have considered next, in my next phase of life, Cats? like a Labradoodle. Ew, no, a mm. Labradoodle. Mm. Or, or one of those, you know, dogs that doesn't shed. Wow. Well, uh, they really, he really got charged with a misdemeanor. Yeah. A thousand dollars. Criminal property times. damage. Yeah. He also. Um, oh, man. Is he a snapper? Because uh, I feel like there's a joke there. There's no, He's not a snapper. <laughs> oh. No, no. He's a linebacker. Oh, I was. Willie Gay started 11 games this season for the Chiefs. And didn't the Chiefs do. Aren't they going somewhere next week? Or they are. Yeah. Uh, they're hosting the Buffalo Bills in the. Uh, Divisional round of the NFL playoffs. So, I mean, listen, I'm he, not saying he should have broken a vacuum, but at least he didn't hurt any human. So his wife called the cops on him for breaking a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Seems like there's an underlying issue here. <laughs> is it his wife or is the mother of his child? I don't think they're married. Uh, okay, regardless. No, uh, I don't know. But, sure, but, sure. Yeah. Uh, so a person. Yeah. Wow. All right. So, <laughs> in other news, Malik McDonald. Okay. Do you know who that is? I do not. He's a football player. Okay. I don't know who he plays for. McDowell or McDowell? McDowell. Sorry, I can't okay. read my own handwriting. He was arrested for um, stripping naked in the middle of the day and walking down the street, butt naked. Oh, boy. And um, someone called the cops because there's a large man walking down the street, butt naked in the middle of the day. Oh, boy. And he, the cops confronted him. He charged at them and was arrested. And he says he doesn't remember a thing and thinks he was drugged. Now, Man. This happened in the middle of the day after he went to the gym, by the way. Okay. Psychotic break, maybe? Yeah, maybe. He's only he was, 25. This was in the middle of the day. Yeah. Oh, wow. I feel like he plays in Florida somewhere. He plays for the Browns, Cleveland Browns. Oh, Cleveland Browns, yep. yeah. Yep. Um, still my favorite name. <laughs> there's video of this, I guess. Yeah. Uh, shows him acting normally, engaging with others in the gym throughout his workout. He then returns to his hotel near the gym to shower, and then left again, this time without clothes and some erratic behaviors. Huh. I don't know. Or maybe he took some drugs and he's denying. God, yeah. That just made me sound so old. He took some drugs. <laughs> I mean, a little post-workout drugs in the middle of the day for pro athlete? I don't really know. Usually you don't need that after a good workout. The yeah, it doesn't really do it sound you. that good. Um, man, all, all I know is uh, what Ryan Clark, who was former Pittsburgh Steeler and uh, current NFL analyst, tweeted yesterday. He tweeted, the NFL offseason has officially began for all but eight teams. Young Bucks, be safe out there. Buy yourself a driving service or get yourself a driver. And uh, be careful who you surround yourself with because you just never know. I love that. Yep. You know that I want to be an NFL mom and take care of these people because people are just taking advantage of rich, young athletes, I feel like. Totally. I wouldn't even take a cut. I just want everyone to be safe and careful <laughs> and not strip down naked in the middle of the day. Yeah, that's weird. I wonder what happened. I, yeah. wonder, if, I wonder if he took like the wrong pre-workout and somebody had some weird stuff in there or something. I don't know. Never know. Never know, but you'd have to take a lot of it. He's a large man. He is a large man. That is for sure. Anyway, so, yeah. ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, Nuana's now. What else you got? That's it. There's some football games, I guess, coming up. There is, for sure. I don't even know. He is a huge man. I actually didn't know much about Malik McDowell until I just did this Google search while you're talking about him. Uh, he is six foot six, 305 pounds. Wow. That's enormous. 
that probably was pretty um, striking to see him walking down the I street naked. I was going to make a comment, but I w- shall refrain. I am, yeah. <laughs> hmm. Interesting. Yeah. So I hope he's okay. Um, Who are you going for in the playoffs? Who's playing? <laughs> well, you're, you're probably not going for Aaron Rodgers. No, of course not. So therefore, you're going for the San Francisco 49ers. Okay, 49ers. Okay, okay. so that's your good one. Uh, you're probably not going for Tom Brady. No. So therefore, you're probably going for the Los Angeles Rams. You've lived in L.A., yeah, so you I'll, can claim I'll, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay, there you go. Going for the Rams. So you're going for the Rams so against the, the Bucks. Aren't playing at all? <laughs> <laughs> no, the Bears have... Uh, Fired their coach and general manager, yes. and uh, they're on the hunt again. Should I put my hat in the ring? <laughs> See if I can bring them back to their 85 glory? What would your strategy be to uh, bring the Chicago Bears back? I would teach them the Super Bowl shuffle. Oh, my gosh. I watched that video on Twitter the other day, and I can fully, you know me, I can, I'm a connoisseur of pop culture, particularly in 20th century America. I, I love analyzing the historical trends and why they became famous, all that stuff. Even though I hate the Beatles, I totally know why the Beatles are so popular. Jeez, I don't even know. Even though I don't, in the same room with you. I don't like relate. To, I don't relate to disco or anything like that. But I totally understand how the craze happened. Cocaine is how the craze. The happened. Super Bowl shuffle and that video is unexplainable. It is the nerdiest, silliest thing ever. There's no place or time that that was cool. 1985, it was cool. Michael Jackson and Prince and Whitney Houston were cool in 1985. None of that is even close to that stuff. It's not even Madonna. It's not even like Pat Benatar or or Cyndi Lauper. It's so corny. It is so corny, but imagine being (laughs) nine or eight years old or 10 years old. I mean, I guarantee you my brother, who was in high school at the time, thought it was like the dumbest thing. But my generation... I was in fifth grade. We just thought that was the funnest, funniest thing. Mm-hmm. And was it because no one had ever really rapped before? Rap was very new. Like 1985, like Run DMC and like. I mean, maybe. There's the ones, there's like the part in the Blondie song where yes. Debbie Harry raps. So that good. was like transcendent, so right? I think, Is it because Walter Payton was rapping? I think it's because these players that we all, especially in Chicago, loved yeah. so much. Yeah, it is hard we're to kind of dorking out. Yeah, it's and, hard to underestimate how famous like Walter Payton and, yes. and William Perry and, and Mike Singletary were at that time, especially in Chicago. Yeah, for like sure. we these were our, like our heroes. They're on every car dealer commercial. They were. Yeah. I mean, these were the most amazing humans in our in our little world there, and so. Um, hmm. Also, probably the novelty of the music video. Novelty of the music video. because That was pretty MTV new. had just kind of come out. Yeah. I mean, there was so much at play. And by the way, if you look back at any of those, you know, Pat Benatar, Michael Jackson videos, they're pretty hokey too. I mean, except Thriller. Totally. But like, those songs are good. The Super Bowl shovel is so ridiculous. It's so... Silly. We are the Bears. <laughs> it's, I just can't believe they got all the linemen to do it. If I was, I don't care what you're, anytime ever, if I'm a lineman and they ask me to go dance with the tambourine, up, no, I would say no way. Not having it. Uh, you'd say yes, because we are the Bears. <laughs> oh and by the way, no other team has ever done this. That was, I wonder why. <laughs> even before. It's not like every year. A te- I mean, someone came up with this idea and wrote it for them, and it was... You could also argue, though, from a pure sports perspective, that team was so overexposed, it's why they only ever won one Super Bowl. You could say that about Tom Brady, but look. Totally. Those, I just don't... That team is so interesting to me. That, I, I get that it was Chicago, but also, 
Like to be revered as one of the great teams in NFL history, but then only win one title is so crazy. Well, I think what happened with that is there were a lot of egos, and it there's was, a lot of egos. There's also Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Jerry Rice, and the San Francisco 49ers. Well, I like my reason more. <laughs> um, this was also the first time, like before. Obviously, there's no social media. There's nothing like this. So right. these people were known on a national level uh, in such a way that teams before that weren't. And Full I circle. Think, I think things just got out of hand. Mike Ditka yep. got a little, you know, Chicago on them and... <laughs> Ditka. Ditka. Uh, it all comes full circle because that's exactly what I'm talking about. That's that's the the homogenization that brought us together wow. that doesn't exist anymore. How about free mimosas? We got a couple of vouchers for you to the AC Hotel for some brunch, some mimosas. It's a great place. You don't have to be staying there in downtown Missoula. You can uh, just be a Missoulian or be passing through Missoula, whatever. You can always go swing by the AC Hotel. They have a great bar, great brunch, and we give away two vouchers for a brunch and some mimosas each week. I, I have a thing that they need to text in order to win. Okay, we're doing a text to win now. Text okay. to win. Okay, second texter, one, not one, 406-888-1029. That's 888-1029. Text what? Da Bears. Da Bears. Number two, Da Bears. You got a pair of vouchers at the AC Hotel. Let that text line blow up. 406-888-1029. Texter number two with Da Bears. We got you covered from the AC Hotel. Thanks to the AC Hotel for sponsoring the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. Carolyn, thank you very much. Thank you. Go look it up. The Super Bowl Shuffle. Go look it up. I can find space in my brain to rationalize place and time and why almost anything was cool at the time it was cool. I can't get over that people thought that was cool. It's crazy. It is the nerdiest video you've ever seen. It's unbelievable. I'm a nerd. I'm a nerd. I like nerdy stuff. Crazy. <laughs> unbelievable. You will laugh if you go look up the Super Bowl shuffle right now. But also, text us, 888 Bears if you want uh, a couple vouchers to the AC Hotel. How about the NFL playoffs and maybe some men's basketball in the Big Sky Conference as well? Brooks Nuana is diagnosing the playoff field. And some thoughts on the road trips for the Montana men's basketball teams, both Montana and Montana State. Keep it right here, ESPN Radio. ESPN Missoula Sports Center. Big Sky Conference basketball is back for Montana and Montana State beginning tonight. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanez. All four Division I basketball teams around the state of Montana are coming off of unplanned, elongated pandemic breaks. In Missoula Thursday night, the Montana Lady Grizz are back on the court for the first time since drilling Eastern Washington on January 6th. Montana's first of three games in a five-day stretch begins against the Portland State squad with an 0-4 record in league play. Lady Grizz are 3-2 in league play. UM has 10 games in the next 24 days, including six road games in six different states. The Montana men take the court for the first time since following the rival Montana State 66-59 in Bozeman on January 9th. The Grizz play at Portland State, a team with a 2-3 and three mark in league play, while UM is 4-2 and two in conference. The Montana State women played a makeup game Monday, beating Idaho 79-69 in Bozeman. MSU hosts upstart Northern Arizona for the second game of a four-game homestand over the next seven days. MSU's win over Idaho moved them to 3-2 and two in league play. NAU enters the game with a 
a 4-1 mark against Big Sky competition. And the Montana State men take the court for the first time since that rivalry win over the Grizzlies. MSU's first since 2017. The Bobcats take on NAU and Flagstaff tonight. MSU is 4-2 in league, while the Lumberjacks are 2-2 in Big Sky play. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Selway Armory. What up? Welcome back. New is Now, ESPN Radio. New is Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Time for another All Football All the Time. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. Can't tell you how much fun I've been having on the Sportsbet Montana machines. The fact that you can tease them and uh, you can tease the over-unders, you can tease the, the spreads, the betting lines, all of it. It's pretty fun. It's, it's pretty good exercise in math and uh, predictability and all of it. No matter where you're at in Montana, there's a Sportsbet kiosk near you. You can find all of the locations for the Sportsbet Montana kiosks online. Just Google Sportsbet Montana. We'll have them all lined out for you. The NFL playoffs, a uh, fun and entertaining six games to open it up. First of all, we're joined in the studio by Brooks Nuanas. Recording this on a Tuesday, planning for you on a Thursday. The expansion of the playoffs to make it the super wild card weekend. Only one team gets a bye in each conference. The Packers and the Titans take those buys respectively. Then makes for a uh, an extra game, which was a Monday night football game, which was fun. But also it made for the seventh seeds in each conference making the playoffs. Uh, neither the Eagles or the Steelers looked like playoff teams, and they both just got destroyed in the games that they were matched up in uh, against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and uh, the Kansas City Chiefs, respectively. So uh, what did you think of the uh, the expanded playoffs just in terms of the, the seventh seeds? They should go to, like, fan vote or something. Who gets the seventh seed? Because, my gosh, the seventh seed not only is in the playoffs, but now they're playing a team who has a bye. In in, in uh, you know historically, so that was challenging. I, I mean, it, they they weren't good games those ones. Um, well, which is okay because you know in the NFL, I love watching beatdowns. It's relentless when it gets away from <laughs> you know. It's amazing how hard it is to truly beat a team down, though. It is. I mean, the Chiefs were were on the way to winning that game by seven touchdowns, and then they quote unquote only won it by three. Yeah, like the the Bucks were up thirty one to zero, and they still actually only won only quote unquote won the game by sixteen points. Yeah, totally. And yeah, no, I had a I had I think I had one silly teaser, you know, some big flyer just to try to cash out whatever money I had in my pocket that had the Eagles covering like fourteen and a half. They almost got it, and they got destroyed. So yeah, the seventh seed was not necessarily the best football, but when it comes to playoff time, I'm always down to to add a little extra and, and get those teams playing. You know, the bye week. While I think it's important, I also think it's football. You know, you can get banged up, you can be hurt. Might as well let it roll. Um, the playoffs have been very, very fun thus far. I really look forward to this upcoming weekend when the games start to get a little bit tighter. Uh, my sports bet Montana uh, parlays and bets are going to have to be a little smarter. Let's go through it. Uh, the playoffs of last week, and then we'll take a look at some of the games this week. The first playoff game in Cincinnati, Ohio, and the Bengals get a playoff win for the first time in your lifetime, 31 years. First playoff win for the Bengals, 26-19 over the Las Vegas Raiders. The Bengals advance to play those top-seeded Tennessee Titans at 2.30 on Saturday. Just your thoughts on, on the Bengals because uh, there's a lot of really good young quarterbacks in the league right now. I don't know if any of them – and there's a lot that have – on. I don't even want to know if it's on par, but, but comparable talent to Joe Burrow. I don't know if anybody has like the the intangibles that he has though. They call it the it factor. He has the it factor. You can see it, right? I mean, he's just like this guy. He 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 just seems like this guy that everybody just wants to play with and wants to win with. Yep, he's got it, man. He's he's Joe Cool. He's got everything going on. He's the real deal. I think they're the most fun team in the NFL right now, um, especially offensively. I mean, it's just dynamic. 
Joe Mixon's great out of the backfield, and the, the trio of receivers um, has been really, really good. And they've had some, t- they've had some, some guys uh, kind of rise to the top that have been, you know, in, a, in the NFL a while that have made some huge plays. C.J. Uzama at tight end has been in the league for a long time, and he's become a captain, a leader of that team, and um, you know, really having a great season. But the receivers are where it's at, man. The Bengals are good, but the Titans are, uh, the Titans are going to give them all they can handle, especially with Derrick Henry looking like he will come back and play. Woo! No tread on the tires for the Minotaur. He did have the foot injury, but uh, not the the wear and tear that he would normally incur. So could be a huge addition. All football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. The night game Saturday, a beatdown. That's the one bet I didn't get right. I bet the under, not so much. 47-17, the Buffalo Bills take apart the New England Patriots. Josh Allen is so fascinating because even when he plays like he did on Saturday night, which he looked like one of the best players in the league, you still think in the back of your mind, this guy also could just detonate and ruin this whole thing. You just never know. But it seems like that is becoming less and less likely uh, as his career marches on. So uh, what did you think of the Bills as taking apart the Patriots? When you say one of the best players, I would love to know the list of who's better than him when he plays like that. I mean, I think that at, at their top level, I think that the only uh, guy that's probably better than than Josh Allen definitively when they play their best is Patrick Mahomes. Right. I totally agree. And they have similar. They have similar. Uh, what uh, the quarterback gurus like to call horsepower. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of talent out there. The Joe Burrows of the world, uh, very very talented guys. But the horsepower that that Josh Allen can produce is is next level. He's he's the most te- physically talented guy that we've seen in the NFL a long time. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has the arm talent, and he can move the pocket and he can throw it all the different angles and you know all the stuff we like about the off platform style of Patrick Mahomes. But I think Josh Allen is a very unique weapon, and when he detonates, it feels like it's more physically than it is mentally sure and i think that that's an okay thing to have i think that if you ride in the lightning and things are going well and you're feeling okay i think the mental part of it isn't going to be the hang up for him it's you know if he's throwing a little bit too hard or he's a little you know his timing is a little bit off but otherwise i i think you know the most money i have just basically due to odds but also because of my belief in it is i I think that the bills are might be one of the favorites and you know might be the favorite in the league to win the game that you and I watched together, the first game Sunday morning between the Eagles and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay cruised with a 31-0 lead and held on to a 31-15 victory. No Chris Godwin, no Leonard Fournette, and it uh, didn't matter for the uh, Tampa Bay Bucks. That said, a couple egregious mistakes by Jalen Hurts, and the Eagles just not a – I mean, they're a pretty average team. Even among the 9-8 and eight teams, I didn't necessarily think that they were even the best of those ones. I think they're – I mean, they're not as good as the Chargers. And the Eagles aren't even really better than the Vikings, and the Vikings were an 8-9 and nine team. So. Oh, easy now, easy I mean, now. I don't know, oh, okay, man. Okay, okay. Uh, the Eagles I mean, can play defense. That's true. I'd rather have Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen than Jalen Rager. Right, so it, 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 seem, it <laughs> and seems. And I, you that, know, that, I, as as much as I hate on Kirk Cousins, I don't know, dude. It's coin flip. I mean, Jalen Hurts can be pretty good, but he also, I mean, he made a couple like bad, bad throws in that game. Regardless, all I'm saying is, I want to ask you though. Some people think this is the ignition of the next Tampa Bay Super Bowl run. Others just think the Eagles stink and that the Bucks are overrated. Where are we at? I love what the Bucks bring to the table. I think it's there's just a they're built for the playoffs, man. I mean. They're going to play in some warm weather games with the two seed down in Tampa Bay. Defensively, I just love everything that they have. Um, you know, they haven't played; they didn't play as well. But I don't defensively this this regular season. But I don't think that that was. I think it was by design, if that makes sense. I, I don't know if you could make a Super Bowl run and then replicate exactly how dominant they were defensively last year. I'm not calling it cruise control by any means, but I mentioned this to you, Coulter. Jason Pierre-Paul and Dominican Sue 
Shaq Barrett, and Vita Vea. So inside is Vita Vea and, and Indomitian Sue. I mean, I don't know who in the world can deal with that. That's exactly right. The whole branding of the team is Bruce Arians and Tom Brady, and, and those are uh, down the list of the reasons why they're the defending Super Bowl champions. Uh, way down the list. I mean, that's one of the best defensive fronts of, the, of our lives. I, I, I wanted to bore you. I could tell you the second wave that comes in after that. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, just, it's not even – like the Rams have something cool going on, but the Rams have – Malcolm Floyd on the edge, who had a great season this year, or Leonard Floyd, excuse me, sure, sure. had a great season this year. It doesn't touch what Shaq Barrett brings to the table. I love everything they do defensively. I love Levante David, and I love Devin White. Um, and I think that when you're built on defense and you can score at the rate they can score, you could shut the Bucks down. They're going to still score 21. Yeah, you know, inevitably. So all that put together, I love everything about what the Bucks are, are rolling with. Nuance is now ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, all football all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. The Chiefs dismantled the Steelers. Don't even need to anal- analyze that one. I mean, Big Ben said before the game, we don't have a chance. They didn't have a chance. That's kind of just how it went. Uh, Chiefs move on. They'll host the Bills 4.30 on Saturday. And then probably the uh, the best and most entertaining game, even though it was just a calamity of errors when it came to coaching and play calling, was the San Francisco 49ers defeating the Dallas Cowboys 23-17. Uh, nothing funnier than when the Cowboys melt down and then all of the uh, reports that come out Everybody's getting fired. Jimmy Johnson's coming back out of retirement. We got all sorts of crazy stuff that they're talking about. But uh, needless to say, though, the San Francisco 49ers, they are one of the most interesting teams in the NFL because they have such a uh, defined style. They can run the ball more creatively, more explosively than anybody in the league. Kyle Shanahan is one of the most creative offensive minds in the league. Yet he seems like a terrible head coach in certain elements of head coaching. They have great personnel. They also seem to be they also seem to be able to beat teams that people think are better than them. But they also seem to be in dogfights with teams that they seem to be better than. It's just such a it's interesting deal. Jimmy Garoppolo is like the most maligned quarterback in the league. If you judge him just based on wins and losses, he's great. If you judge him based on watching all twenty two film, he makes a whole bunch of bad throws. Still, the Niners were in the Super Bowl two years ago, and now they're uh, into the divisional round. The Cowboys are at home crying. So. Are, I mean, the Niners play in Lambeau Saturday night. Are the Niners any sort of a threat? Are they contender? How about them Cowboys? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, the Cowboys looked real good out there. Real a fine uh, coaching job by Mike McCarthy and company. I think the Niners were probably the most dangerous team entering the playoffs as far as where they're going to be seeded and how you're going to have to get them out because it's going to be a physical brand of football. And it's a challenging style with, with some of the, the weapons that you kind of mentioned. I mean, Debo Samuel is, is a problem. He, he is a problem. He is one of the biggest difference makers in the entire NFL. Running the, out of the backfield, catching balls across the middle, the highest y- yak um, yards after catch this entire season in the NFL. He threw mo- two touchdowns this season. Him as a weapon is just so dynamic that they're going to be an issue no matter what. Defensively, they they had a couple injuries that are, that, that look like they could be you know an, a, a problem coming up this weekend. So if Joey Bosa doesn't come back, um, you know I think that that is an issue. It, it all depends on. What it, what it looks like up in Lambeau and how the Packers want to do it. The, the forecast is for two or three degrees, uh, so it'll be a cold weather game. I think the Packers are, are probably a, a relatively handed favorite, but I do think that the Niners are very, very tough out. If they were to win, I would not be surprised. Bengals play Titans 2.30 Saturday afternoon. The 49ers play at Green Bay Saturday night, 6.15. That one's on Fox. The Chiefs and the Bills play at 4.30 in Kansas City on uh, Sunday. And then the uh, the Bucks. And uh, the winner of last night's game, the Rams, play. And the Rams looked impressive last night. The Cardinals, uh, what a fall from grace. They were the last undefeated team in the NFL. And then they end the season on a five-game losing streak, including getting taken apart last night. 
Kyler Murray, when good, is very good. When bad, not good. And uh, he was not good last night. Not good at all. And uh, so two-part question, are the Rams a real contender to go into to Tampa Bay and, and knock off the defending Super Bowl champions? But also, like, what's next for the Cardinals? Because they, they sort of had their weakness revealed about two-thirds through the season and then just fully exploited for the whole, whole stretch run of this year. The Rams absolutely have a chance. Uh, the Rams are one of the best teams in the NFL, and that's what we're getting down to at this final eight. At absolutely, this level. Uh, but I think the Rams are in that top four. Uh, they're real good, man. If, if Matt Stafford can hang on to the ball and not turn it over, I mean, how about Cam Akers coming back six months after torn Achilles? It's one yep. of the most impressive things I've ever heard in my life. And he was putting people in the dirt last night. I mean, running back for the Rams was running with a head full of steam. Rams absolutely have a chance for the Cardinals. Cliff Kingsbury since 2013 has not finished the regular season, the last five, six, however you want to take the sample size. You can manipulate it to whatever you want it to look like. Sure. He has not finished the second half of the season with a winning record since 2013. I think it's a Cliff Kingsbury problem as much as it is anything. I don't think that Cliff can um, necessarily put the reins on Kyler Murray. I think that that's been a real challenge to get Kyler to be bought in emotionally and mentally. Uh, You can see it on the field. He gets so, he throws a fit like a little kid. Runs around, pouts a little bit, and then sometimes stops running just due to self-preservation and and the whole idea that everything he brings to the table, sometimes he he won't give to the team because he feels like he maybe doesn't have enough support. Um, You know, Well, I mean, there's all the the thoughts that he's not well-liked in the locker room in Arizona. I don't know how you could like him. I mean, he's very unlikable person i think that that's kind of been the general theme it's not just on interviews and press conferences but just you know just generalized when you're around him he's kind of a a, a little bit aloof you know you mentioned Coulter. the second half of the season they went straight downhill into a crash and burn well what happened right at that midpoint you know you lose deandre hopkins that's right it's a really big issue you know it's hard to blame cliff and kyler when their entire offense was built around a, a nice solid one-two punch with james connor and chase edmonds and chase edmonds gets hurt and put on the on the six-week ir so you just have james connor who has fall from grace from with pittsburgh steelers the last several years has struggled year after year led the league in in rushing touchdowns this year how about that james connor back in the saddle but james connor by himself with no deandre hopkins is not an elite offense i think that that's probably a part of what happened to the cardinals ESPN Radio, Nuan is now. So then I'm not going to make you have you make picks here as much as just final thoughts on these games. Cincinnati at Tennessee, San Francisco at Green Bay, Los Angeles at Tampa Bay, and Buffalo at Kansas City. Um, I, I think this is a phenomenal slate. I think the only true defined real favorite is Green Bay at home against San Francisco. I could certainly see a scenario. There's a scenario you could talk me into of all three of the other road teams winning. Yeah. I don't think that they will. I don't think there'll be a combination of all three. No. But but despite the just dominance of Kansas City the last couple of years, Buffalo's absolutely in the mix to win in KC. Despite Tennessee and their just attitude and the way that they play, the reflection of their head coach, Cincinnati can score 40 on anybody if Joe Burrow gets ripping. And uh, the Rams, I mean – if you got that roster, I don't know how you can't be uh, in the mix to win any game that you play. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think why we, you know we don't why are we seeing the Bills play the Chiefs in the second round of the NFL playoffs? Right. They both lost to the Titans. Ah, right. That's why we're seeing that game. And I could see the Bengals playing really well, and I could see the Bengals covering in that game. Yep. I could also see them getting stomped. Uh, I think the Titans have something special. It's. It's there is a narrative out there of you know the team that doesn't no, no one believes in that narrative is real you know you need a little bit of it to make these runs uh, we've seen some Baltimore Ravens teams throughout our lifetime have it the Niners you mentioned with Jimmy Garoppolo two years ago they had that that no one believes that we're a good team I think that's huge I think the Titans are the overwhelming one seed in the best division in the NFL 
in the best conference in the NFL, and no one believes in them. They beat the Chiefs. They beat the Bills. Why are they not going to handle the Bengals? So I can see that that game being a little bit lopsided. I agree with you. I think the Packers are probably you know, the, the best favorite out of that bunch. The Rams going down and playing in warm weather is a toss-up. I also think that, you know, Chiefs-Bills is going to be maybe the game, game of, the, of the year. You never is know. Is it the Super Bowl? It, it, I mean, it could be a legendary game. It all depends on, on, on how those teams game plan, what the weather's like, what the health after that first week is like. But, I mean, I think they're the two best players in the league, and I think that we'll, we'll see quite a show. I, uh, it's going to be funny when we're sitting here and uh, all the home teams won except for Green Bay. <laughs> it, it, could, it could happen it could absolutely happen it absolutely could we'll, we'll continue our analysis and coverage of the nfl as we march toward the playoffs it's been a really fun nfl season really fun getting back into the flow and the swing of things and uh, really fun laying some wagers on the games as well all football all the time brooks nuanas from skyline sports as well as our nfl insider here uh, on nuanas now all football all the time presented by sports bet montana appreciate sports bet montana for being part of nuanas now can't wait for this weekend man have a great, a great rest of your week Travis Kelsey, Dawson Knox, Tyler Higby. Throw it to the tight ends. <laughs> this is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Nobody pray for me. It been a day for me. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I remember syrup sandwiches and crime allowances for nissing on them with some counterfeits, but now I'm Yo, 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 what's going on? Hope you're having a great Thursday. Big State Conference basketball back in the fold. We'll have full recaps of all that goes down for Montana and Montana State in men's and women's basketball. The uh, MSU men about to tip in Flagstaff at Northern Arizona here in about five minutes. The Montana women tip here in Missoula in about an hour and five minutes. Same tip time in Bozeman for the MSU and NAU women's teams. And uh, then Montana men's basketball team, they're on the West Coast tonight against Portland State. So they'll tip at uh, 8 p.m. local time. But 8 p.m. Montana time, it'll be 7 p.m. Portland time at 8 p.m. Montana time. We'll have all those recaps for you tomorrow here on Nuanas Now. We're also going to hear from Jaden Dawson, new quarterback for the University of Montana grad transfer from Idaho State. We'll also have a couple of our Student of the Weeks, Mattress Room Student of the Weeks, Darby Hannon from Bozeman High and Forrest Suaro from Helena High. And we're also going to have our latest edition of the 4015, Analyzing Soccer from our guy Andrew Houghton. And the main man, Rajim Seabrook, will be in studio with us for the duration of the ride. We'll see you back here at 4 p.m. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Nuanas Now. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get 
commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.